Hey, what's up? It's Tuesday. No golf this week, right? Nope, no golf for a couple weeks. Golf news, I guess. A bunch of guys went to live, but in the world of, you know, Woj tweeting out draft picks two minutes before they announce them on TV and the whole world knowing everything in advance, it's not like there was any surprises. Like, everything's spoiled now. You can't even watch the damn House of the Dragons if you have Twitter. People are putting screenshots and shit, so. Welcome to welcome to the future, this brave new world, Matt. But how are you doing today? Noops is still still watching tennis. Matt is here, shaved Matt. Still shaved to look at. Yeah, uh, it's it was it's, it looks more shaved than it is. I, I kind of have I have a beard trimmer. I leave some, but it, yeah, with the the camera and the lighting makes it look like I uh, I went completely uh, you know straight razor, which I did not. Um, I always loved, by the way, your starts of the show when it's you and me and noops has the same intro every time you just it's it's like you don't know how to start it and you just kind of whatever comes out of the mouth comes yeah. out of the mouth whatever it's yeah whatever whatever's gonna spew out of my mouth is that's that's how we're gonna start things like um it. and then going you watch back house to dragon you house the yeah. dragon guy? oh yeah no oh, big, good. Just big sure. game of thrones guy okay, i was good. uh I was the I read the books like so I, I okay. was the book guy and then the show was like good obviously the show was fucking great but no House of the Dragon thing and yeah I am hiding not I'm hiding my hair because it's getting a long Thursday Thursday haircut day pre Vegas haircut day so watching some tennis I stayed up the beauty of, the beauty of these early rounds too is like tennis starts at like 10 a.m. and I was watching tennis well past 10 p.m. last night catching out the end of the Doden um Leila Fernandez match while the the men's Australia the Australians going at it wasn't very good so I watched the women's noops would be proud but it is Tuesday and I was curious because I don't use legal eagle books all that often unless I'm in a legal state or I drive to Iowa did you have to rebet your parlay with the pitching change or no mostly action mine stayed um okay so, but it's it's cool. It still hit. Um, I was no, a and that's worried. what I was wondering. I'm like, I've seen that more and more. Like five years ago, you would have had to check boxes and confirm yeah. and triple confirm to bet action rather than listed pitchers. No, but my, now it, it seems you, like that's more of a rule than an exception. Yeah, I think that's kind of right. But no, I got I was sitting on my couch. I think I had either ESPN or MLB Network or on on something yesterday while I was doing some work and. I see Tony Gonsolin scratched from start due to forearm tightness. And I was like, whoops, that's not as good. But then I kind of remembered, well, it's still the Dodgers who are 88 and 38 and it's still the Marlins and they'll probably still be fine. And they were, both teams were fine. Both teams won and we, uh, we hit the parlay. So I, I figured why not try and go back to the well today since the uh, betting, the individuals wasn't really working. I did go back and look at what my bet was. So I need the Marlins to be under 72 wins 72 and a half wins i think they're only at 55 right now so i think you're yeah i, th- I mean i don't want to so, jinx you but like they no, need to I mean, have you a pretty good it. over 500 so. miles no i didn't yeah i think basically they just like going five if they went 500 from here on out that's roughly what i'd need they're not a 500 team and they have some no. tough tough spots and so i believe to get to uh 72 or under you need 90 losses so marlin loss countdown Starts today. We need 17 more. 17. So 17 and 17 puts them right on 72 and 90. So I need a 500 Marlins team or worse from here on out. So let's go. 
whoever's playing the Marlins. Yeah, what do you got for baseball tonight? I do have a Marlins bet, not necessarily fading them. I do think, though, going forward, we should get, because you have the Orioles bet and you have the Marlins bet, we should have, like, an update every morning on Brown Bag, just like a graphic of where each stand, kind of where each stand, just so we can kind of keep an eye on what you're doing, because I feel like we've talked about those bets just about every time I come on here with a baseball bet. We get an update on that, which I like. I have, I I have the cash-out button, doing. too. I have the, on the one book, <laughs> the one offshore that has, like, cash-out buttons consistently is where i have the orioles bet so there will be a there will be a day what is the cash out option there like what what do you what do they offer like off the top right, of your head right now, you know what they offer right now right now it was like eight to ten times the bet like roughly it, it's bouncing between eight to ten times what i've wagered okay i, I but I, but it was very... 900 to one Okay, I'd still be thinking about pressing that button. Oh no, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna look at some schedules here eventually. But okay. yeah, today, well, the, you know, none of you guys bet my bets. Well, maybe that's true. Did. I'm just interested in your bets, Andy. But this one, this first one, raised Marlins. I did want to go raise money line originally at minus two hundred, but the uh, the Marlins are throwing Jesus Lazardo, who's been in limited action this year, uh, but pretty good uh, in that limited action. I think he's only around sixty innings. Uh, going up against Shane McClanahan, who's going to get some Cy Young votes in the AL. So I thought a first half under three and a half there to throw in the parlay. It's minus 140. Uh, it's not like e- either offense is all that high powered. So I really like that first half under there with two pretty good pitchers going on the mound. Um, and then going back to some heavy money line favorites, the Astros not quite as heavy as either two yesterday. Their money line is about one, minus 172. Uh, Framber Valdez is thrown up against Dane Dunning and Dane Dunning's actually been pretty solid for Texas year this year against the Astros. I think two starts, he's got an ERA under two, but that said, he's been kind of wildly inconsistent otherwise. And when it comes down to it, I, I just trust the Astros lineup over a inconsistent pitcher who's had some success against him this year. I think the Astros find a way there. And Framber Valdez for them on the mound has been fantastic this year. He's really picked up the slack as kind of the number two behind Justin Verlander uh, with Lance McCullers not healthy most of the year. So I really like the Astros on the road there against Texas and Dan's Braves on the money line. This is actually the one that scares me the most because they're minus 390 on the money line. I probably could have kept them out of it and had some value, and I hope I'm not getting necessarily greedy here. But it's Max Freed at home going up against Jose Urania, who's just been really bad this year. Freed's been really, really good. The Braves are coming off, losing two out of three at home against the Cardinals. They're probably going to want to start this series off with a win and kind of snap the mini skid that they're in. Uh, and that gets you to plus 198 on the parlay. I, I, I on paper, really like all three of these, but baseball is a really weird sport to bet and anything can happen. Uh, but plus 198, I think, is really good value on these three. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it again. I bet baseball yesterday. I, I, had, I, had, I had to rebet. Wherever I bet, it just cancels it. I know so, that you're not like I know that technically you're not. It's not sharp to mash together favorites and then throw them into a parlay. But every once in a while, you know that you get hot and you find a couple and they work. And it's not something you should be doing every day. But kind of a do it until it doesn't work and then stop for a little while and then maybe come back to it in a bit. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And then yeah, so. That's the thing too. If you do a parlay and one bet cancels and the other one's just a massive favorite, you're just laying a yes. huge. You essentially have a one leg. So I just had like Cardinals minus whatever minus a million because yeah. they don't cancel the it's whole still, fucking. It still hit. Yeah, uh, Albert Pujols, Fountain of Youth, no big deal, guys. So six ninety four. Let's get to seven. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. He's he's likable, he, even though he, he deserves it. 
he's like 47 and he lied about how old he was. But um, I have ATP didn't go yes well yesterday. Tennis was crazy yesterday. Halep out. Halep looked horrible. She lost to someone who'd never played in a main draw at a, at a slam, maybe a main draw ever. Was that Qualifier. a noobs can't lose parlay? I don't no, remember. no, okay, no. Halep, Halep had to be like minus 2,000, minus 25. Wow. Something, something wild. Yeah, like she she got she got beat to hell in the in the first and third sets there. It just looked horrible, looked disinterested. Um my guy Sitsipas looked just lost for big chunks. He lost as a, a massive favorite. I believe the underdog there was like 12 to one. Uh, and then my bet, my bet went horrible. Fritz showed up late to the first set, ended up winning it, but it was a tie break. So at that point I just stopped paying attention, end up losing. There was a bunch of decent upsets. I think we lost like 10 seeds between the men's and women's draws yesterday. And granted some of the seeds, you know, the lower seeds will lose in the first round every, every year. Cause it's tough, but boy, yeah. But between Sitsipas and Halep, it was, there was some embarrassing tennis from some top players yesterday, including my bet. And uh, to piggyback off that I've done screwed up. I give you guys this, uh, you know, little speech yesterday about order of play and how it works. And then I'm looking at what I'm betting today. And I put it in the sheet for producer Dan to put on the screen for us here. And I picked the first damn match on this, uh, on this uh, court today. So this, I mean, they've played six games already. This match has started. Like I, so I told Dan right before the show, he's like, whatever, just leave it up. Tell people and take, the live take your medicine, under take your now? shame. How take we doing? Shame. Probably, probably um, less. Uh, Gasquet has broken at this point over Tarot Daniel. So I don't know. We can we can see what it is, but that is that was a bet I made this morning. That I mean, yeah. If you want a live bet, if you're listening to this as a podcast like this afternoon, it really isn't going to help you. And maybe you can get a slightly better number because there has been a break of serve already in the first set. But I'm just kind of talking as I'm stalling for time as I'm pulling up one of the uh, hopefully sharper books. You know what? The total's at 39 right now. Okay. Like that, so maybe, so maybe not horrible. Maybe I'm not in a horrible spot. I do think Tarot Daniel has a chance to win this, so it's not Daniel Tarot, which I thought for a long time. It is Tarot Daniel Tarot, like the horrible, horrible root vegetable you will eat sometimes if you're in Hawaii. But uh, I expect this one to be a competitive match. Yeah, if you want to live bet, have fun with that. I do have one I bet later. I didn't even tell Dan about this, but uh, Jason Kubler will play probably this afternoon. He's a slight underdog. Let me just pull it up on bookmaker right now. You can probably get plus 125 on him over Mikhail Yimmer. Uh, Yimmer, Yimmer, I, don't, I never know how to say this. There's two of these guys. They're brothers from Sweden, both kind of up-and-comers, young, youngish, mid-20s. Uh, this one in particular has been a little rough ever since a nice run in Washington that ended with a semifinal loss to Kyrgios, who's peaking, I guess, at this point. And it's been kind of rough. Beaten some players he should beat, lost to some he shouldn't have, lost to a qualifier at Winston-Salem, straight sets, um, which was bad for him. If anyone knows anything about tennis um, points, so your points are determined by how far you go in the tournament. And then 
the next year when you play that tournament, if you don't go at least that far, you lose those points. Like you, you have to defend those points. So he was defending pretty decent points in Winston-Salem, losing in the uh, second round there, took a big tumble. And I expect that one to be a little more competitive based on his form. Some of the, just the amount of breaks he's faced, his first serve percentage was really rough against Hoosler. That was, that was actually just like a non-competitive match. The Swissman, Swissman, is that a thing? The Swiss, sure. Swissman. Swissman and Swissman. Emer, Emer. Um, I'm being told by Patrick McCann, it's Emer. This is how often I watch tennis on mute. I was telling somebody that last night. I had the sound on, and I watch so much tennis in the office on mute. I rarely have the sound on. I'm like, I was saying that to my tennis chat. I'm like, I forgot how much I hate Pam Shriver. Like, it's just unbearable to listen to some of these announcers. People bitch about football. But, yeah, Jason Kubler, nice little dog spot later, the Australian. Really decent to above decent hardcore player. He made a decent run to the round of 16 at Winston-Salem. He's been good on like American hard courts, I guess, if you want to call it that. But um, I think he's in decent enough form to take him out as a dog. I think that should be a pick him at this point. So Kubler. And then uh, apparently we have midweek football. Thursday. Thursday we got some midweek football. Do you, do you remember the former Minnesota twin? I know you're not necessarily a big twins fan, but that's probably the oh, team you, you follow. I am too. I am Jason too. Kubel. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I don't know. You Jason just Kubel you said baseball. Jason. You said Jason Kubler, and I just could not stop thinking of Jason Kubel. I don't know why that just popped in my head. I hated that guy. He always killed the White Sox. So a lot of twins seem to. Uh, this this story is not going anywhere other than that's I, I just could not stop thinking of the name Jason Kubel when you brought him up. When you I brought was going to say, I I for sure have a I have a Jason Kubel. So I've told this story. Like when I went to Detroit to the baseball game, we got really good seats at uh, Comerica yeah. and there was these autograph hounds hanging out down and they, they weren't hanging out to get Tigers autographs because they're from Detroit. They had those all. They hanging out by the, the dugout for the twins. They wanted to get twins autographs to fill out their autograph portfolio. And I, I chatted it up with these guys and they were like hardcore autograph hounds. And one of them sold me a baseball for like five bucks. I said, well, I'll, try, I'll get some autographs then. So I had uh, Morneau, Jim Tomey, and Jason Jason Kubel sign a baseball. So that's Justin like my Morneau one. Justin Morneau and Jim I don't Tomey, fucking, White Sox legends. Yeah, I don't like autographs. I don't get autographs at all, but I do have an autographed baseball from that one day. So, But regardless, back to, back to college football. Back when is this game? Football. Thursday night. Uh, there's a there's a pair of pretty good games Thursday night. There's this one Purdue and Penn State, and then we also have uh, the backyard brawl Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh and West Virginia. That should be a pretty fun one. Um, but I'm sticking to Purdue and Penn State for a bet today. I talked about this on Brown Bag a little bit with uh, my Purdue over seven and a half wins. Um, this is a big game for them, and I like them in this matchup against Penn State tonight. I think this is fairly if they get this one, I think it's um, really really good. Uh, this is one of those toss ups. It's that would be really good for my over seven and a half bet with Purdue. Um, I really like everything about Purdue. They're bringing back a lot of talent. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is back quarterback this year, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten, at least from a statistics standpoint. He should be getting better this year. Um, they did lose David Bell, uh, their star wide receiver from last year, but they do bring back some pass catchers this year. They do need to improve the run game a little bit. But all in all, it's a very high-powered offense. It's going to throw the ball around a lot. 
they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, I think O'Connell threw for over 4,100 yards last year, and the offense averaged just about 30 points a game. I expect that to kind of be in that same arena, if not a little bit more. Um, they do have to uh, replace the pass rusher, George Karloftis, with the NFL, but like uh, they have some guys behind there, and I think they, that defense still brings back a lot of talent from what was pretty solid, not great, but solid defense last year. Um, and I'm just, I don't really buy into Penn State. I, I know James Franklin has recruited really, really well. Uh, just the last few years, they haven't been able to turn that recruiting into talent, into you know, on-field pr- production. Um, Sean Clifford is back starting at Penn State for seemingly the 15th season in a row. I don't buy into him as being all that good, and I don't think him and that Penn State offense are going to be able to score with Purdue in this one. If Purdue gets to 28, 30 points, I'm just I'm not sure Penn State's going to be able to get there as well. Uh, Penn State doesn't rush the passer very well. They didn't rush it last year well, and they lost their top pass rusher from last year. Um, so that's not really a, a good recipe for slowing down a high-powered passing offense if you can't get to the passer o'connell should have a lot of time to throw and purdue's a, a sneaky night game like tough place to go and play ross aid gets gets pretty loud pretty into it uh in those night games i just don't buy into penn state this year uh if last year they were 0 and 5 when allowing more than 20 points in a game and i see penn state scoring more or, sorry purdue scoring more than 20 points in this one uh, so I got them plus three and a half. I really like that. I think if Penn State wins this, it's probably coming down uh, to a final drive. And I like Purdue on the money line at home. It's plus 150 for a little sprinkle there. Boiler up. Oh, boiler up. Also, just a sidebar. Sidebar. To, you know, shit on your Notre Dame Irish. Why? why? Still can't. Because remember, they didn't let them bring that giant drum in. Yeah, that's fine. Notre Dame won the game. That's fair. We there's an away what? tunnel and a home tunnel. If you can't fit it through your tunnel, that's your problem. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what I said to you? To read, uh, CEO of uh, CEO of Betsperts is also a Notre Dame fan. He yeah. thought that was so funny. I said, "Wouldn't maybe Notre Dame?" I said, "God, who was it? Who's the coach that's in LSU now?" Brian Kelly. I said, "Maybe Brian Kelly will let them have the drum outside the stadium. They can put it on." Up on a real big scissors lift or something? Come on, Reed did not think that was funny at all. It's, it's harsh, yeah. harsh, it's, harsh. It's a little harsh. He, it's because he that. killed. We're, it's because he killed a kid. We're we're past Brian Kelly. We're over. We're Brian past Kelly. Brian. He, Brian Kelly's old news. He's doing the gritty down in uh, down in the Bayou now. So he's gonna he's gonna have a whole lot of fun winning eight games at LSU and that not being nearly good enough because he's not going to win a national championship. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. We're we're on to Marcus Freeman. We're Marcus Freeman guys now. Already a big better than Brian Kelly. Big Marcus Freeman guys. So, um, Noops is U.S. Open. I'll let you handle these again. Okay. Some of these uh, are re- today, and they were ones you read yesterday. Okay, and that's I will I, say like say some of these look familiar. A couple of them did start already. So that Buskova Noskova, that match has begun. The Battle of the um, Kovas. Yeah, Buzkova did take the first set, so we're looking for Noskova to fight back here. Fight right. back. Should I get to? Let's get to it then. We got, as you said, Buzkova, Noskova. They're they're over twenty games. Uh, Noskova is plus two sixty on the money line, plus four and a half games. Cor- did we establish is it Cornet? Cornet and Raducanu. Was I right on that oh, one? Yeah. Let's oh, go with yeah. that. Cornet, oh, yeah. Raducanu over twenty one. Uh, Bronzetti. I believe that one seems pretty straightforward. Plus one hundred. I think I read that one yesterday. Kennan minus 120, 
Zhang Kinwen uh, plus 100. Is that right? You rate you plus, like lifted your eye. What what is it? What is it? Kin Kin Kinwen. That's what I said. Zhang Zhang okay. Kinwen. Come on now. That's fair. Uh, Towson. That seems pretty easy. Towson minus one ten. That one. I think that one has started too. And if you okay. want a better price, I think she is. She just dropped the first set to Mugarutha, so you could probably get Towson in about three to one if you really want. I like that. Uh, so Towson, we'll just call it plus three hundred now. Uh, Canopy and Martin Sova. Is it Martin Sova? I want to say that was a soft C. It is a soft C, but it's uh, Canopy. Canopy. Dang. Dang. All right. I, you know what? If I was going to get one of those wrong, I would have thought it would have been Martin Sova. Uh, first set over nine and a half games. So let's, so let's, let's hope for a good one there. And uh, Sir Stay um, and Para plus 100. That's another one that already – that not only did that already happen, they are in a first set tie break. So there has been 12 games and there will be 13. So that is already – Already winning. got the over. Love that. Yeah. I'm giving out winners. I'm giving, giving out, out winners. winners on brown bag bets. Watch out, noobs. I'm coming for, for you. And then, yeah, Sir Stay and Para plus 100. Yeah, Para plays later. I think Sirstea has started too. So definitely follow Alex on Twitter, on Betsperts. Like he's he's putting this stuff out early. There's so many matches. I believe there are currently right now one, two, three, four, five, um, five men's matches and eleven women's matches going on right now on uh, on the courts. Plus doubles, plus juniors plus wheelchair tennis. Like there is so much tennis happening constantly down there at the flourishing meadows. And yeah, we will uh, shout out just down the road again for real this time. Profit exchange is live. You can bet on the exchange. I'm going to talk to Alex about maybe popping down to Jersey and giving an actual real live experience kind of testimonial of trying it out tomorrow. I know he loves signing up for new books. So I'm not going to have to, uh, not going to have to like twist his arm to get him down there. So I don't think it would I take will, uh, yeah, I'll see if we can get Alex over to the garden state, which is the only state it's live in currently, but they are looking at expanding to other municipalities, territories, states, provinces, countries, megalopolises and once you get to one it just the ball starts to roll things get rolling down all it takes is one yeah so you can exchange your money at the exchange for and somebody else matches with you if you have questions on exchanges hit us up on the twitter otherwise for me and matt producer dan everyone here at bets we'll see you on wednesday for hump day